a world where entertainment is randomly scattered across Wikipedia and no one can be sure of anything. Citation needed! Two men stand alone. They are Ben Graw, I'm Earth's last hope, and Garth Remington. Does it come with a pickle or is that extra? And word on the street is, they're gonna clean up Wikipedia. Yo, I heard word on the street is, they gonna clean up Wikipedia. And while they're fighting a tide of information, their fans are fighting tides of hot girls hitting on them. You listen to Wiki Review? That's hot. But sometimes you have to go off page to get the job done. I got the internet breathing down my neck because you're rogue hot shot rating system! This isn't a podcast. This is the Wiki Review. How about Garth the Laugh Remington? It kind of seems like an insult now. That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) Oh, that is hilarious. Hello and welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. I'm Garth Remington. And on this episode, we're going to delve deep into the world of the dark web and cyber police as we do the Wikipedia page for Hacker. I'm rerouting the encryption. I found a backdoor to the mainframe. I did it. I logged into my Gmail account. That sounded like every 90s movie ever, except for the Gmail bit. It's actually how I feel every time I log into something. (laughs) I'm like, I did it. I beat the computer. Yeah, I'm surprised that you picked this one because you don't know much about computers. Yeah, it's, well, I also picked the page for magic. Essentially the same page as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) You're just going to do all your bits for that. Yeah, I'll just do it again. Hocus Pocus, where's the one go? And when I think of Hacker, I always think of that Angelina Jolie movie from the 90s. It was called Hackers, wasn't it? Which had absolutely nothing to do with hacking. No, it had everything to do with hacking. Every time you hack something, it looked like a flight simulator. That's true. Not only did it look like a flight simulator, but people on the other side have like these actual towers that they can physically go around to and play with and open up because you're in this part of it now. That little thing with where they recorded the noise that the coin makes going in and played that to the phone to get free calls. When I was a kid, for so long, I actually thought that would work. I don't get why the person on the other end of the phone could hear the coin or why they'd believe it or why they would care. No, I thought it was the phone. Doesn't it have like a little device computer thing in there that well yeah that's what i mean like if the telephone isn't reading a new coin coming through then what is if you're okay let me put it this way if you're one of these telephone what are they called receptionist operators and a kid calls in and is like hey i'm putting my money in see and you'd be like it's not coming up on my screen like why would you care what this kid oh, oh clearly we gotta help him out like <laughs> screw you i'm stuck at like an operator's desk for like nine hours go fuck yourself yeah, but that bullshit thing that doesn't work hides in amongst all the other bullshit things that it wouldn't d- work in that movie. Have I told everyone how to hack free phone calls from a public phone? Is, is there any left? Yeah, if you can find one. Yeah, that's, that's step one. It's the hardest step. The hardest step is find one. I don't know if this still works. In fact, what you need is a straw. And this is why it's even harder because they're getting rid of plastic straws now. You need a plastic straw because the paper ones are too thick. What you do is where the, you know, the coin deposit, they have like a little lid on it so that if you open it up, it'll make a noise and stuff because that's a security device so that you can't hack up into it. But if you hold it shut, first off, you put a coin in, then you hold that shut and you make your 
straw really thin. On the top of the flap, there's a gap. And if you push it straight down the middle, you'll touch a thing. It's like a hair trigger. Then you'll hear your coins drop down. And that's how you get free calls. Oh, so that will save you 40 cents, all of that. That's right. <laughs> you just got to make sure you have 40 cents on you. But it means you can call anything that costs extra. Or like, you know, if you're going long distance or something, you just put a whole bunch of coins in, you get all your coins back. But thanks to uh, saving the planet, we can't <laughs> get our plastic straws anymore. Maybe it was just a conspiracy by the phone company to stop people doing that. Exactly. There's no such thing as global warming. Do you honestly think turtles are dying or in trouble because there are straws? What kind of an idiot thinks that? Open your mind. It's all Telstra. They're like, we're going to take down the world. They'll buy anything. You're a bunch of idiots. See, I would say we shouldn't condone that. But when I think of how little pay phones there are left, I don't really care. It's not going to come up. Everyone has mobiles anyway. I just like the idea of everyone finding that one pay phone and then just lining up to steal from it. <laughs> but did you not do that growing up? No, I didn't know how to do that. Oh, I just assumed everyone did growing up. That was like a cute little <laughs> secret that's becoming less and less relevant now. No more phones, no more straws. But if you're out there and you actually have done that, let us know because I want to know, is this just something I did and like it's actually really terrible or... Is that incriminating to let us know? Should people be posting like, yeah, I did this illegal thing once? No more incriminating than me saying I did it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd be in trouble before any of them. So I kind of need you all to be on this so we can all say it's one big joke that we're making together. <laughs> yeah, they can't arrest us all. That's right. Wiki review. This will be like your version of that Storm Area 51. <laughs> Storm the payphone. Did they end up doing that? Does that come up? Yeah. That's not going to happen. It was a joke some guy did and a bunch of people signed up. But you think they're going to actually rock? Do you know how stupid you got to be to Storm Area 51? Yeah, but I assume that there would at least be a couple of stupid people. Maybe 30 stupid people who would actually go for it. Did they say, what, 50,000 people signed up for it? Yeah, but I knew 50,000 people weren't going. That's true. But yeah, how many of those? Because there are, you're right, there are a lot of stupid people. How many of those 50,000 are the stupid people? Because if I was to guess, if you said to me how many people are stupid, I'd say like 30,000 out of 50. <laughs> Honestly, that's how stupid people are. Even if one in 50 people are stupid, that's a thousand people rocking up to Area 51. Yeah, like they are going to die. It doesn't matter how many rock up, they're all <laughs> going to die. But you do make a good point. I just thought no one's stupid enough. What am I saying? Of course they're stupid enough. I think they would have tased them though. I don't think they would have killed them because that would have been a catastrophe for them. Yeah, but Area 51 is also kind of a protected area. Like, you could just die and no one will ever know. And it is a military base. Generally, people running onto military bases or the specific word storming a military <laughs> base, it doesn't end with flowers and romance. There's no poems written about it. They shoot people. Yeah, but they could have those, like, beanbag guns. Oh, they're not fun. That no. can still kill you, but yeah. If I was storming Area 51 and they shot me with beanbag guns, I would go home. <laughs> I'm done now. I'm done now. This isn't fun anymore. Well, that's right, because if they shot you with a beanbag, you could go home. If they shot you with real bullets, you're not going home. You're going to lay right where you are and think about what you did to bring you to that moment. <laughs> Because I think they would rather take them alive and arrest them. I agree with that, except for the fact that it's a military base and military law is way different. And military guys, they're not trained to like, oh, look after, oh, it's a civilian. No, they're trained to kill. And they will hate you for storming and making them work. And whoops, I'm sorry, Sarge, I accidentally shot that beanbag right in his big stupid face. But I think that's for credible threats. When you know people are storming to get them aliens. <laughs> 
Someone bad guns probably are the right course to go at that point. When everyone's doing a Naruto run at you, you can't take that seriously. All you need to do is have like an invisible wall because they're running head first. They're all running, then he storms over. Everyone's nose is broken. Do you think there are aliens in Area 51? Uh, no. Neither do I. But I'm a very cynical person. I still wanted to see the people look for them, though. Oh, absolutely. I would like to know what is in Area 51, then. Because either it's a big ruse and, like, all their good stuff's in, like, some other regular airbase and they just tell people, oh, Area 51, yeah, yeah, it's spooky stuff. Check that one out. Well, if it's that famous, I probably wouldn't be using it for a top-secret airbase anymore. I'd probably have, like, an Area 52 that nobody knows about. <laughs> Area 52. That's where the real aliens are. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> what are you, stupid? you got to go six blocks left. Because using that for a diversion would be a good idea, but they probably just use it for experimental aircraft, like new types of planes. They're always trying to fix that. Well, that's why I assumed Area 51 was considered a UFO site, because they had a bunch of like experimental planes back in the 50s or something. Because I've seen footage of them like playing around with saucer designs and stuff there, and it's like, of course they fucked with that. Like People thought of that. Aliens didn't think of that. Everything that we think that aliens have thought of is what people have thought of aliens thinking of. That's right, including the aliens. Everything to do with aliens that you know was thought of by a person. So when we talk about like, oh, they were working on alien-like things, it's like, no, no, we're thinking that's alien. It's like when we say like, it was kind of like a dragon. There aren't dragons, that's a human concept. Same deal. But no hackers. Oh yeah. Well, they could just hack into Area 51 and tell us where the aliens are and what they're doing. They probably could. So since they haven't, does that mean that there aren't any aliens? Maybe the hackers are the aliens. That makes sense. They're really good with computers and technology. You've never seen one's face. So you're saying every hacker is an alien. On what scale? Like, oh. somebody can just hack into like their friend's computer. Does that mean that they're an alien? Well, yeah, to be able to do it, you're an alien. To anyone who was involved in the creation or maintenance of the internet is an alien. Anyone who was who created any level of technology of computers, whether it be solid state or CD-ROM, like, they're all aliens. As if a human could think of things like that. Do you know how advanced that technology is? There's no way people could come up with that. It has to come from a higher source. Like, something that, I don't know, could make a pyramid. Open your eyes, people. Sheeple. And that is WikiReview's official stance. <laughs> so, I don't know, do you know anything about hackers then, or...? I've seen a couple of movies and things. Any uh, movies spring to mind? Well, it was a documentary I saw about the first original hackers. This was pre-computer. They were telephone line hackers. It was a big documentary going, hacking, how it all started, the origins, and all the famous, like, original hackers. And you're like, oh, cool, we're going to learn about all this cool stuff about computers, about how to hack into a computer. And all they did was sneak into a telephone company and steal, like, a manual that had, like, codes in it. That's not hacking. That's, like, going on site and taking someone's password. Yeah, that's still hacking. As it went through all the different levels of like you know through the years as they got more sophisticated with the hacking it's still just someone like stealing something from someone's office it's never this scenario that we like to imagine where the person's sitting in this dark room typing away at their computer and there's like somehow they manage to get into a mainframe I assume that's a thing to mainframe's a, a thing yeah yeah and they're like totally mothering that board okay now you're off again okay <laughs> I was on it for a second you're like me talking about farming <laughs> I understand completely 
completely. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a couple of documentaries that I saw about it. What I did like is that if you want to make it as a IT specialist, if you want to have a job for life, highly paid by the government, become a hacker and crash a government site. You yeah, you get arrested for that these days. Oh, Back yeah. in the old days, you could get away with that. But. Oh, they did arrest them, but you spend six months in a minimum security uh, resort. And then when you come out, you have a highly paid job for life. How much of a resort do you think a minimum security prison actually is? Because it's still prison. It depends what country. I mean, compared to your house, yeah, that's a pretty horrible place to be, that minimum security prison. But compared to, like, maximum, like, it could be a lot worse. I mean, you're just going to be in there with a bunch of other hackers trying to get a job for life, too. Yeah, but I just love how everyone refers to it as a resort. I mean, I'm not paying to stay there. I would pay to stay at a resort. Well, I know, guys, they say it's like having a townhouse. It's Uh, like a townhouse, but with armed guards, but instead of stopping people getting in they're stopping you getting out but no they say they get their own room they get a common living area it's like being in a share flat but the problem is you don't get to choose who you're share flatting with but if it's minimum then you're not in there with the really bad people or at least the people who didn't get caught doing the really bad things which means they at least have discretion I guess you're less likely to get attacked Mm. but are you likely to get attacked in a minimum security prison see I think it all depends because you can still get shanked oh yeah yeah it's still because there'd be people who are like in the mafia or whatever but they're just in there because they got caught with like some drugs on them or something what they do is really bad but they got caught for something less or they had a great lawyer so like oh yeah yeah I killed like 50 people and then I like disposed of their corpses in like the town reservoir but I have a great lawyer so I'm just in here for like two years I'm your roomie but I think we went on a previous episode not too long ago what would you spend a night in prison for and now you're spending six months in one of these resorts for a a lifetime highly paid occupation and let me backtrack I'm not because <laughs> I'm not a computer guy. I imagine computer guys would be like, oh, yeah, that's a good living. I mean, what else are you going to do? Well, let's say you did know about computers. Would you hack into a government place? And- oh, I have the even better argument back. These are hackers. Would you mess with a hacker? No. Yeah, you're in prison in next to the guy. He's way scarier than the guy who might, like, beat you up. That guy's just going to knock your teeth out today. That hacker can take your identity for your life. He can destroy you forever. Yeah, but now I'm going to have to kill him. If he can get into a keypad, he'll somehow mm-hmm. take all the money out of your bank account and make your wife divorce you or something. I don't know. Hackers have magic powers. Yeah, but what if they don't hire you and then, like, part of your probation is you're not allowed to go near a computer ever again? Yeah. that was something in Swordfish. Oh, it's also The Core. Remember Core? No. That's a movie where they went to the center of the earth to fix it. <laughs> that sounds implausible, but go on. I can't believe you haven't seen this. was a 90s movie. So they all had to go in to fix it and they had this... Oh, I wish I remember his name, but he was in a few things. He was in Road Trip. Uh, he's a really skinny weenie guy. The new guy. DJ Qualls? I don't know his name, but he's a skinny white dude. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's DJ Qualls. <gasps> Looks kind of weirdly wrangly. I don't it's know. sounding a lot like DJ Qualls. Yeah. Okay, so he's the computer hacker. I'll bring it up. Thank you. Okay, so in the core, he is this computer hacker. Yes, that's the guy. Oh my God, he has aged terribly. <laughs> I don't know what I expected him to look like. I thought maybe he'd fill out as he got older. He's just gotten <clears> more <throat> skeletal. Uh, he was the hacker in it. They needed a computer guy because big things were happening with weather or something and he's in his room at home playing with the computer there's the knock at the door the big cop knock like police open up so he purges all his computers and he has a special command on his computer to purge 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 he chucks a bunch of CDs in the microwave then they break down the door and he does the classic line I know these look like computers (laughs) totally not and he coined the phrase for computer geeks my kung fu is strong is that a term used by computer geeks a lot I don't know enough computer geeks but it's a reference to how good he is at computering. In the 90s it was probably used a lot. I bet it was. Are there many hacker 
movies since because the nineties it was all the rage. Like there's these new things called computers and they're gonna take over everything. <clears> but don't worry, kids with dreadlocks can figure it out. I mean, Swordfish wasn't too bad. Yeah, he had nine screens, and they're like, "Whoa, this is the greatest formatted computer! Look how many screens he has!" Well, I have two screens now, and that makes me feel like a big shot. <laughs> I have How many two screens do you have? At work, I have two screens. At home? At home, I have one screen. Ah, uh, yeah, you do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. That's why I can't do the things you do with a computer. I mean, clearly, I need to upgrade my computer and get another screen, because then I'll be better at hacking. As soon as you go to, like, dual screens and you're on a computer with one, you just, like, you feel lost. You're like, is where's it? my other screen? It's impossible, isn't it? Yeah. How can I compare two things side by side? But he had nine. There is no way anyone needs nine screens. I would like nine screens. I would probably use like three of them at most. Yeah, they'd just be there being blank, just taunting you. I'd be like, can I just play videos on these ones? So what have they got here? You got motives. I'm interested in that. Why be a hacker? Four primary motives have been proposed as possibilities for why hackers attempt to break into computers and networks. First, there is the criminal financial gain to be had, which yeah, absolutely. If you can make money doing it, stealing credit card numbers and stuff. That does sound like the best form, just getting But that's what we, you'd assume why people, because if you could just go into the internet and get money, like why wouldn't you? Top up your bank account? That sounds like the greatest idea. That would be fun. It'd be like a cheat code, but for real life. (laughs) Yeah. It's like in Sim Farm when you type in corn. And pretty much Sim anything. If you type in something, <laughs> you're going to get a bunch, of, a bunch money. of money. Yeah. Secondly, the hacker may thrive of increasing their reputation within the hacker subculture. Ah, bragging rights. I mean, I guess that's kind of cool. You know, whenever there's a terrorist attack, like the Taliban would always take credit for it. And then you find out later they had nothing to do with it. Why don't you just do that? Oh, did you hear that the uh, stock exchange got shut down? Yeah, it was totally me. Like as if the other guy's ever going to know that you said that. Yeah, all you hackers out there, you know how the stock market's going down in America? That was me. I yeah. computed. <laughs> I saw him do it. He has two screens. I don't know how many screens you guys have, but you probably can't keep up with a two-screen system because they're, like, faster. Well, in Swordfish they had nine, and that was in 2099, so by now... 1999? Yeah, between 99 and 2000. Sorry, you said 2099, and I got yeah. lost in, like, yeah. what you're saying. Sorry, I, this is probably more a me thing. Yeah, somewhere between 1999 and 2000. So by now they would have like 14 screens. Definitely. Or 20. I ima- I envision a room just made of screens. The roof, the floor, the walls, all screens. One big projector screen. Do you reckon they make bigger screens or do they make more screens or both? Well, they probably have like a variation in size. They probably have a screen that can split into four smaller screens. Ah, uh, picture in picture. And a 3D screen so that they can actually do the pilot landing program that allows you to break into computers. <laughs> That'd be so cool if that's what hacking was. It was just a flight simulator. Nikita. This is the second run of Nikita. The first one was back in the 90s, but this one happened in the 2000s. Nikita is about secret agent underground, and they actually have, like, how to break into computers. They teach all these uh, recruits who are, like, spies and assassins how to break into computers. And it's like watching someone play Wolfenstein. So it's like the simulator, but it's like a walking through a room. And I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And then the teacher goes, come on, guys! Why can't you do it? I designed it to make it so easy that it 
even looks like a computer game. I'm uh. like, like, that's how you write things into a script. <laughs> that's how you justify your stupid graphic that kind of looks like it might have been a screensaver. What does hacking look like in real life, though? I don't know. Like, we always envision it's kind of like, you know, the Matrix screen. Like a bunch of symbols that you don't know what they mean. Like you're reading Russian on a Commodore 64 monitor. That's why it's all in green still. Because if someone was actually hacking into something, is that visually good to see in a movie? Or is it kind of boring? I imagine if it was, we would have seen it. I would have just done it if it was interesting enough. I imagine it all looks like DOS. See, I wondered even if that's how it'd be done these days. It's probably not even anywhere near the truth. Thirdly, corporate espionage Uh, allows companies to acquire information on products or services that can be stolen or used as leverage within the marketplace. So that makes sense. That's a corporate spy. Someone who's there to break in and get other people's information. Yeah, so then you can see what product Apple's releasing and then release one very similar like the week before. Yes, like the Zune. And fourth is state-sponsored attacks provided by nation states with both wartime and intelligence collection options conducted on it in or through cyberspace. Which uh, is Israel did that to Iran with their nuclear power plant. They did cyber attacks so that the thing would never start. They hacked their way in. So every time they tried to turn it on, it was broken because it was that full of viruses. It was just people asking them if they want something to make their penis bigger. (laughs) I'm trying to get to the start button, but all these pop-ups keep coming up. (laughs) Oh, back to that movie Hackers. Just type in cookie. Remember the cookie monster virus? Ah. You know our buddy Zach that we've worked with a couple of times? He'll pitch me movies every now and then. And he was pitching an idea of a movie about hackers, but he wants to set it in like the late 80s <laughs> when they were putting them on floppy disks because he likes the idea of the type of person who would get floppy disks, buy them at a store, put a virus on all the floppy disks, return it to the store and wait for somebody to get it because there's no <laughs> internet. Yeah, because you'd have to like physically give it to someone to get it. So it doesn't then spread from that computer. That's like the movie The Ring. Yeah. You know, like it's this tape that we've got to go, hey, I need you to actually get your hands on it and put it in a computer, otherwise it doesn't do anything. I mean, this idea of it's scary, but imagine if you added the internet to that. And he sent me this little documentary. It only had a small bit about these people where there were communities that used to meet up and try and do that. People who hired games out, computer games, they had a problem with it where people would rent the games out, put a virus on it. Oh, wow. And then everyone after that got the virus. the computer. But that seems like a lot more effort. Like, these days you could just make it and email it and it spams Mm. out. It does the work for you, but to go to that effort and then copy it onto a disc and return that disc. Knowing that you'll never hear about it too. To be fair, I mean, uh, I grew up as a destructive child with destructive brothers. Like whenever we'd rent out a PlayStation game from a video store, yeah, we might've scratched a few. Like on purpose though? Yes. Why? Because we're redneck dicks. (laughs) I feel bad about it, but also the amount of games that you'd rent and you'd pick it up and you're like, wow, that's scratched to hell. I haven't even done it yet. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I got it last week. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, dude. See, I lived close enough to you where I might have rented from the same <laughs> store as you a couple of times. <laughs> I'm going to assume that every scratch disc I got was your fault. I'll take the blame. <laughs> well, is that a version of hacking then? You're sabotaging the software? Well, because it's not really hacking. It just means that you can't use that disc. Well, you're editing the code, so it's mm. unusable. But you're that's... just physically editing the code. But it doesn't go into the machine. At what point does it become like hacking then? Because like I said, you know, these other people, they steal codes and then go in. I guess... Because what if you just put it in your computer and you had like a race disc and you were able to erase it? Is that now hacking? 
hacking? If you erase a disc that you just put in. Yeah, like say you got the PlayStation game, you put it into your computer and you were able to get a program that would just erase the disc. Ah. And then you returned it. Then would that have been you hacking? No, I think hacking means you've got to actually be somewhere you're not meant to be. That's just destroying stuff. <laughs> like if I took a hammer to your computer, that's not hacking. That's technically bashing. What if it's a hacksaw? Oh, well then that's, well that's sawing. Yeah, that's true. If it was a hatchet, though, it would be hacking. There we are. So if anyone owns an axe, you can... You can be a hacker. Yep, just hack away. Oh, you can hack away with a machete, too, I suppose. Yeah, machetes, I'm not fancy. But they are metal, so unplug the computer first before you smash them, or you can get electrocuted. Yeah, play safe, kids. All right, well, what if you were able to break into my email? Like, if you just knew the password... I imagine I would call that hacking, because those guys are hackers. They just steal someone's password, and then they break in and do stuff from there. So then that's hacking. Yes. So you could be a hacker. Yeah, if I knew you a just, password. You just have to know someone's password. Technically, I am a hacker at work because, like, I have to sometimes log in under someone else's username. Well, there you go. You're a hacker. You're a professional hacker. Yeah, I did get paid to do that, didn't I? Hey, wow, look at me. <laughs> so you're a hacker. Well, I didn't break anything. That's my yeah. understanding is that hackers don't have to break stuff. It's just about getting in there so you can look at it. Because that would be cool if someone said they hacked into the Pentagon. I'd like to see the screen. What does that look like? Yeah, because they didn't bring that that could be a fifth reason is tourism people <laughs> just want to see like what the pentagon's computers look mm. like yeah they didn't say boredom at all that's the number one reason why people hack because you put security guards up i wanted to break in it wasn't until the person put the bike lock on that <laughs> i wanted the bike <laughs> all those warnings only made me want to do it more what if i was able to take control of a drone oh that's scary would you want to fly around the drone and no. check stuff out <laughs> wait when you say drone are you talking about a military drone Yes. No. US military. I don't want my fingerprints anywhere on that. And also, because you don't know how it works. You're like, see, I broke into the drone. I can fly. Oh, I just smashed something. Because, you know, when you get into a video game, this is how I imagine it would be. You hack into the drone and it's like when you first log onto a game when you haven't read the instructions. So you just press the buttons to see what happens. <laughs> oh, that's jump. Oh, that's punch. So you're in this drone. You're like, oh, that's fly forward. Oh, that's shoot the stinger missile. I probably should have saved that. That would be funny if like I set that up and just like let you have a play with it and you just thought it was a video game. So you just flew around the military base, like, shooting everybody up? Blowing everything up. Like, wow, this is so realistic. God, this is real. Yeah. You, you killed all those people. Yeah, it really feels like that, doesn't it? <laughs> it's so, it's the graphics, too. They're really good. No, this is streaming live. This is an actual military drone. Ah! <laughs> Runs out window. Ooh, do you want to see me launch a nuke? No! <laughs> Wait, how do I see this? Just look out the window. Type, 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 type. You see that cloud? <laughs> I made that. Hey, Ben, which city do you hate more? Melbourne or Sydney? Sydney. <laughs> no one ever says Melbourne. <laughs> I don't know. If you could hack anywhere, where would you want to hack? I mean, I would like to take control of a drone. That'd be fun. I mean, just go like hack into the bank and give me money. I mean, that is a simple one. But I imagine that's probably the most watched. That's bound to come back at me at some point. Because once you've got the money, you've got a lot of questions that you've got to answer from that, that point on. Yeah, there's now a trail of where did this money come from? How did you buy that Lamborghini then? You don't make that much money. How did you do that? Whereas a drone, you fly it around, you kill a couple of innocent people, and then you just throw away the computer and <laughs> never speak about it again. How 
are they going to prove you did it? Unless they find you doing it. Yeah, I'd just like, after I was done, I'd go, hey, Gus, do you want a new computer? <laughs> do I? <laughs> hey, Ali, look what I got, huh? Let me just log on and- As soon as you like hook up the internet, a SWAT team like <laughs> descends around your house and bursts through. <laughs> They're all like on ropes, smashing through the windows. Smash! And smoke bombs everywhere. <laughs> you know, like they do in protests in Hong Kong? Yes, they, I've heard that. Yeah, there are some organized protesters there. The whole Hong Kong's protesting essentially. So when they're done, they clean up afterwards. <laughs> it's because it's their place. They protest, they make a riot and stuff. They're like, well, I actually live here. The footage I saw today was they were using parking cones and bottled water to get rid of tear gas. So you see these tear gas canisters landing and these guys have gas masks on. They put a big parking cone over it and then they pour water in the top little hole. And then there's no more tear gas coming out of the tear gas grenade. That's some thinking. That's good. Yeah. And you see, like, there's a lot of tear gas being thrown at them. And there's there's three guys who are like, no, I'll do the tear gas thing. I'm prepared. I've got the cone. I've got the mask. They keep landing. They just keep putting it on top, putting it out. Sounds like it's almost a game at that point. It's astounding how organized they are. They were all using these laser pointers and shining them at the police because then they can't use face recognition because it's like blinding out the cameras. It's putting us to shame. Like, these Adani protesters. Oh, I glued myself to a street. Bitch, these guys are dealing with tear gas. <laughs> Here's your witch's hats. <laughs> and then they clean up afterwards. You guys probably haven't even bathed. How many hackers do you reckon are from Korea? Like 90%. Because I know that like anyone who's good at a video game is from Korea. All the video game competitions are owned by South Koreans. There is that thing whenever I'm playing an online video game and I see somebody's name is completely in Asian characters. Oh. Part of me goes, oh shit. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, like I'm going to lose this one now. Uh, and I don't always lose that, but I always presume that I will lose. Clearly, this person is more qualified than I to play this video game. <laughs> <laughs> Back in high school, we went to an arcade, me and my mates, and they had you know, the Tekken arcade machine. But either side of it, you can play another person in the place. So my mate's playing it, and then the person jumps on the other side. We can't see them because of the rows. He's getting his butt whooped. Like, it's embarrassing. And he's a really good Tekken player, too. Like, he was playing it because that's what he can do in life. That's his one skill as Tekken. And this other person was just throwing moves I've never seen before, one after the other. And it was this, like, little Asian girl that sort of stuck her head around and like, yeah. Hey, I gotcha. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> that was a staple in the 90s where you had those dance dance revolution machines and they would always have some Asian person on top of it just absolutely crushing it, getting perfect on everything. That's their thing. They love uh, instructional dance. I suck at that game. I can't even make it through a round. I've never played it. Haven't you? No, never ever played it, which surprises me because it sounds like the sort of thing I would play, doesn't it? It does. I thought you would be good at it. I assume I'm good at it. <laughs> Is that the same thing? We'll have to put that to the test one time, take you and put you on Dance Dance Revolution and see what happens. That might be, yeah, something to do. They still exist places, don't they? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, they're still Asians, right? <laughs> That's not a racist remark. I'm just saying that they're good at it. Yeah, I was just thinking at what point does this become racist? It's an observation we've made. It's I always awkward when it's positive stuff. Because when you're just like, they're good at video games. When I'm versing a video game, I'm more scared of an Asian than a white person. Yeah, it's it's like very intimidating. Okay, let's just go down the rabbit hole of racism while we're at it. It's like... Okay, you just go on to play some basketball and it turns out your opponent's black. He may not be taller than you, but you still sort of go, oh, he's going to beat the crap out of me at basketball, mm. isn't he? I'm not good at basketball, so most people would. So I just assume him being black would be enough. <laughs> well, you've got more than me for this. Because I guess the idea is you're an average white person. So mm. you assume an average black person would beat you. In fact, I'm a below average white person. So he just has to be an average person and he beat me. So it's just, you put average person plus black person. That's like two up on me. There's no way. 
way I can win. But that's the thing. You would still play because you would think that there's a hope that you could win that thought aside. But you'd mm. be like, well, I figure he's got that advantage. But also, what have I got to lose? Whereas if he loses, it's like, dude, you lost to like a nerdy white guy. How bad are you? We're revoking your black guy card. I think that's a thing. <laughs> Whereas if I win by some miracle, people are like, oh my God, <coughs> God, we have severely underestimated you. <laughs> Actually, speaking of that dance thing, you know that recently I've been doing these acting classes? Yes, yes. I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast. Have I? No, you haven't. No, I haven't. For the past couple of weeks, I've been trying to learn to be an actor. I was sort of inspired by Garth's learning to do improv that I'm like, I'm going to learn to act. <laughs> Let's both learn to do something we can't do. I did the first class where they're sort of like teaching you, you know, like be a watermelon in front of everyone. Ah, uh, yes. That's sort of like to break you thing, Get- which it's like, I can make an ass of myself. I have a podcast. I have a YouTube <laughs> channel. I- I've made myself look stupid. That's on the record. In fact, I can't not make an ass of myself. That's kind of my thing. That's my <laughs> shtick. You speak in my language, buddy. But no, other than that, then I came back to the second class going like, no, I don't want to pretend to be a stupid watermelon again. <laughs> <laughs> you're second class You're already sick of watermelons Yeah I'm just like Screw this whole watermelon thing Can we skip this part If I promise not to go for a part As a watermelon <laughs> If I ever get cast as a watermelon I'll come back and see you And we can go over the watermelon training But, but I feel I've got enough watermelon I feel I've covered melons Yeah I've, I've covered melons Like rock melon Honeydew I can do it I believe you Ben <laughs> But as I've been going like week to week, I think I've done like four classes now. And so we went through things about expressiveness and voice and stuff like that and vocal exercises. And now we've been given a monologue. Ooh. Does everyone have the same one or do you have your own? We have different ones. The teacher went and picked through all the monologues and thought the one that would best suit each person. So the golden question is, Ben, what is the monologue that he judged you to be appropriate for. Well, it's a she and the one that oh, she sorry. yeah, and the one that she picked was I've got it here, the man who couldn't dance. <laughs> Oh, she knows you so well. I know, right? That's genius. Because as part of like the breaking down thing, they do actually put on music and go dance in front of everybody. So I had to dance in front of everybody. So I gotta ask, it kind of seems like an insult now. That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) I think that's a bit rude. I mean, honest. I mean, you can't say that she's mean or lying. (laughs) The people who've seen on our YouTube channel that things you wouldn't want to hear from a doctor has a brief part where we're dancing at the start. What we found in film that is that I cannot dance at all. Which is surprising because the dancing was your idea. You're like, let's do a dance thing for this thing. And then you did what you called dancing. And I don't mean to be rude, but like, that's how I have to describe it so that people understand. We've been shooting more episodes of that and it all has that dancing at the start and me not being able to dance has become a problem in filming that. It is a hard part of the night. Finally, someone's given you a soliloquy to yes. express this emotion you're <laughs> feeling. That's really good. That's an insightful <clears throat> and helpful teacher. You should thank her. This whole rant here is about this guy going on about how he can't dance. And I think that dancing is a metaphor because I did look into like the rest of the play and how it all structures together. Yeah. And it's kind of like he's going through like this midlife crisis and he felt like it's because he never learned to dance. If he did that, then maybe he would have done everything else that he wanted to do. Ah, untaken choices. Yes. Yes. So yeah. Dancing represents hope. 
Essentially. I say that about everything, though. <laughs> everything in a movie, that represents hope. Well, you're apt in this circumstance. It's apt in 90% <laughs> of circumstances. That's why I always say it. It's like whenever I look at art, I always say it's a real symbolism for the duality of man. Because mm. it is. It's always something to do with two sides of people. I mean, essentially, if I had to wrap up what this thing is, it's a man going through a midlife crisis. Yes, I feel I can kind of relate, but I'm not really going to give her credit for hitting the nail on the head on this one because I'm in my 30s and I'm taking acting classes. Chances are pretty high there's some midlife crisis thing going on it there. It does sound <laughs> brewy, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Like, that's like, I'm going to take my chances that he's going through somewhat of a midlife crisis. It's like, I'm here, sweetheart. <laughs> in fact, I'm pretty sure the amount of people who've probably gone through that acting <laughs> class, like you walk in, she's like, yeah, there's the man that can't dance. Yeah. <laughs> First day, like, okay, midlife crisis, hopeful young girl who thinks she's pretty enough to make it, guy who thinks he's interesting um, because he was a single child. Oh my God. I can't wait to see what the other people have got now. Cause I never really thought about <laughs> that because I'm thinking at the subject of what theirs will be. I love the idea that they're all just little snipey attacks at everyone. <laughs> oh my God. That would just be awesome if these are just <laughs> passive aggressive as hell. Like if someone has like not nice teeth and their whole thing is about like, I hate my teeth. <laughs> Cause yeah, there are some people in there that could have something about like their character wanting to be more self-confident. And that's given to some of the people who are more at the back of the class and don't participate. And like, how did they know that I'm always awkward around people? It's like, because you've been awkward here. (laughs) And that's the other thing too. Most teachers, they will assign you something they feel you can handle. This is the ultimate insult that we're missing here that your teacher has given you. She's basically given you a task that essentially you already are. So she's saying, I have no faith in your acting abilities. (laughs) Just be you. Be yourself. Other people, like it might be some little like skinny guy playing like a bodybuilder or like a female bodybuilder who's seven feet tall and Russian and is going through like you know some sort of epileptic fit or something I don't know like something way away from them because they can act whereas you got just be yourself that's about your level of acting so I think it's a real go screw yourself Ben (laughs) you reckon that's it I have no doubt in my mind this woman is trying to piss you off but now that means I gotta crush it how can you not crush it it's just you yeah but I'll have to like learn lines like you can see how long this page is that I've gotta learn he's just passed me oh yeah I'm looking at it it's two pretty big paragraphs I'd say yeah that's a lot to learn and do you have to do it verbatim or can you just kind of listen to me I'm such a comedian can I just sort of get through like the vibe of it <laughs> or do I have to actually say the words you, actors don't I, ever ask that do they no I think I'm meant to just say the words <laughs> and that's the hard thing is it's something that she probably knows because I'm assuming this isn't the first acting class she's ever done and so she hears this every time so she's seen other people perform this quite regularly that I'm being compared to and I haven't seen those people oh pressure's on dude all I know is those people are going through midlife crises apparently yeah well they're just like you I assume she bookmarked this for me the second she found out I had a podcast (laughs) (laughs) oh this boy is gonna suffer he's got about five years and then it's all gonna fall like like a rug pulled out from under his feet (laughs) oh that is hilarious so that's your big thing have you got it memorized no and I've got to have it memorized by Saturday Saturday that's holy crap yeah so good luck with that mate (laughs) (laughs) I don't know I'll figure it out yeah you'll be fine and yeah that's why it has to be verbatim because it's acting not writing (laughs) the class is called acting so you should have done like me I do improv and what I love about it is there's no preparation you can't prepare you just have to be at the place at the time they say be there oh yeah they never give you a script in improv you just get to rock up that's why it's much more fun to go to than even stand up because stand up like you have to remember your set list (laughs) check the crowd think of something off the top of your head improv you just rock up and do 
it. It's the best for someone who's got my level of organizational skills. I can get somewhere. <laughs> That's about it. Because after we did the page for improv, though, it made me think with this. Like, what is this? Because this isn't scripted, but I don't count it as improv either. Uh, you could say it's a uh, spoken improv. It's improvised. But then you could also say that, like, a lot of radio play is improvised as well. Well, wait a minute. You had at the start of your improv show, there was someone who came up and told stories based on suggestion of the show. Yes, that was a specific format. Yes. Have you ever seen anyone do it as like a duo where it's like, we will have a conversation about it. So let's say we were up doing it there and someone said, hacker, then we already did it. Hey, that I see where you go. Was... That's what we do here for like an hour and a half. So like we it's pick actually... a random topic and talk about it. It's funny you should say that there is because there's many different, um, there's so many different improv styles, but you're talking about starts and there is a start. I always call it dining room, but it's called couch or something mm-hmm. like that. And the idea is all the players stand on stage in a semicircle. You get a word for inspiration and then you all just say basically that, but it's like six or 10 people instead of two. So basically, yeah, like uh, pineapple. Someone goes, oh, pineapples make me think of this. Oh, oh, that makes me think of this. Oh, that makes me think of this. I found I was extremely good at that because yeah. of our podcast. And it became me and maybe one or two other people just talking while everyone else stood there like, okay, is this what we're doing? But we could do that. Like a little five minute condensed wiki review in front of a live audience about whatever topic they pick. That's a really good idea, actually. Knowing that it's just five minutes of us just talking about whatever we think of whenever someone says a word with yeah. the back and forth between the two of us, we could do that and that could be a thing. During doing that, we could pitch movie ideas and other ideas <laughs> for things we're also going to do outside of that like we do in this. That's great, yeah. But we actually have an audience there that can like say stuff back to us. Like, <laughs> hey, is this a good idea? No. We'll be up on stage going like, oh, I got an idea for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so this, I mean, it's improvised. It's not an improvised show, but then, like, it's not improv, but who cares, right? Unscripted? Because, yeah, there are other podcasts that are very heavily scripted, and I dare say we are one of the least prepared podcasts ever. I found this page today, <laughs> and I put maybe five minutes of work into finding a page, and then went, oh, that'll do. That's it. That's a fortnight of preparation for a podcast. <laughs> five minutes. Yeah, it shows, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then it's, you know, it's off the cuff, guys. I mean, anything could happen. We're making podcasts dangerous again, you know? <clears throat> Other people, they, like, write essays, you know, scripts and, and they research and, like, have a point. Or even just write down ideas of things they may like to discuss. I don't know. I mean, that does sound fun, though, the idea of just someone gives us a topic and then I don't even have to pay attention to the audience. It's just talking to you. Yeah, that'd be great. We could do that. That might be something I could bring up at the improv shows. We'll do the, the intro, but it's a duo. It has to be a duo. That also ensures the idea that one of us are going to think of something. And we can bounce off each other and in, very quickly between the two of us, things go off course. Like if someone said pineapple, <laughs> like between the two of us, we'll end up talking about the Matrix or something anyways. Yeah, that would be the great joke of it. We'll just go off topic <laughs> anyway. We'll just talk about something we want to talk about. Like, what skills do we pick up from doing this? All we've really learnt over this last, what, two, three years is how to go off topic. <laughs> We're really good at not staying on a subject. We're supposed to be talking about hackers right now, and oh, we're yeah. talking about an imp- <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. You fucking forgot, didn't you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> 
I always forget to look up at the screen. No, it's a real good idea you've come up with because I've never seen an improv do that. Although it is kind of like two ideas condensed into one. Like instead of having like 10 people all sharing a quick story each or having one person telling a long story, it's two people sharing a story that's medium length. (laughs) Well, it wouldn't even be a story. It would just be a conversation. Yeah, I'll bring it up with some people. I would totally do that too. Oh yeah, that sounds like the sort of thing we'd be good at. I'll see if I could get my recorder too and we could make it like a bonus episode of Wiki Review. People who listen to the podcast could listen to us do the live version. Just us do that five minutes, not the improv that follows. No, 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 not the improv that yeah, follows, just but our, our bit. And it's great too, because when you do the format where the person tells a story, as an improv, you stand on the side of the stage listening to them, trying to think of how you can make a scene and you know, how can we turn this into funny? Whereas this, we just talk the way we are right now and then just sit down. I don't have to think of anything. I just react. <laughs> I love that idea. It says here that there's a slang for hackers called script kitties. Which, doesn't that sound a little, I want to say vile? Doesn't it make you think something really bad? Or a skiddy. A skiddy. A skid. <laughs> a skiddy. They're unskilled individuals who uses script or programs developed by other hackers. So that's if you just got a program that helped you hack into the Pentagon and you just opened it up. So it's someone else gave it to you. Yeah, if someone gave you the flight simulator and you just flew it. Anyone could do that. I reckon there'd be one out there called Mark. Other hackers would be like, you know Mark? What, skid Mark? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, thank you. That was worth it. Oh, game hacking. This is a big thing too, because I ask, what's the point of hacking a video game? Well, there was a pay to cheat thing because they do microtransactions these days where you can get items and they sell you like a sword for $5 in the real world. World of Warcraft did that. In China, they have, I think they call them miners. They know where like certain items drop and they just sit there in Warcraft all day and just collect. I saw a documentary on it. I saw (laughs) this guy. He has four screens. Mm. Uh, Four screens, Ben. Oh, wow. Four. That's W. He's serious. It's four screens and it's four different World of Warcraft characters that just sit in the same place and collect gold or whatever. Then they sell that gold to people who are willing to pay, you know, whatever money for it. So I get that. That's a total thing. I would do that for a job. That sounds fun. You just sit and play a video game and just do the same repetitive task over and over. Well, they followed this guy around because his girlfriend also does the exact same job. You don't get a lot of money for it. Obviously, the gold doesn't translate as gold value because it's just taking the time to do it. So he and his girlfriend probably work maybe 12 hours a day, six days days a week and then they showed them on their time off they went to an internet cafe oh what why that's I'd be all... sick of computers that's their life they were just like oh that was great we've been doing World of Warcraft we finally had some time off let's go look at a computer well they probably had to check up on their own World of Warcraft accounts <laughs> I remember PlayStation was hacked a couple of years ago. Like, all the credit card details got hacked. And so if you're a member of PlayStation, your credit card details probably got sold on the black market. Oh, wow. That's scary. Which wasn't good for Sony. I wouldn't imagine so, no. Sony's been hacked a couple of times. Yeah, they have. Like, Wiki... Was it WikiLeaks did the hack? Was that WikiLeaks that did the Sony hack? Yeah, and I think it even happened after. Oh, wow. Yeah, Sony's getting hacked all the time. They need to improve their web security. Well, who's their nemesis? not Panasonic, is it? Wouldn't it be Microsoft because of Xbox? Yeah, yeah. Well, Sony also does music. I don't know. Sony has a lot of enemies. Maybe it's a combined group. Because I'm thinking maybe it's an espionage hacker specifically targeting Sony. Or maybe it's just that like Sony's amounted enemies over the years of kids who wanted to make it as a musician. Kids who had troubles with the video games. Eventually, sooner or later, you're bound to come across someone who knows how to like hack in. I've mentioned this before to your laughter that I did do uh, computer subjects at uni. (laughs) 
<laughs> Still funny. Yeah, it is. And I had a tutor who told me, because he actually knows about computers, and he said his kid wanted to join the Broncos Rugby League fan club or something online. So he went to the site and he went, hang on. And he, it wasn't secured at all. Like, to join, you have to give your credit card details. And he's like, this isn't safe. And he called them up and goes, if you want, I can just read you all the people's credit card details, but your site's not safe and you really should do something <clears> about it. And they just went, please don't do that, and hung up on him. <laughs> this was a long time ago. Yeah, it's probably been updated many times since then. But hey, if you're looking for a target, let me know if the Bronco fan club is still hackable. Well, you were encouraging a whole bunch of criminal behavior this episode. Stop getting people to hack things. I'm not making them. (laughs) I'm just an influencer. (laughs) I don't even have an Instagram account. I'm not going to stand in the way of a hacker either. I mean, if they want to do that, that's a great juicy target for you. Please stay away from me. I am scared of hackers and I will help them however they need. What else have they got under types? You got security hacker. Isn't all hackers security hackers? Aren't security hackers the ones who work for the good guys? A security hacker is someone who explores methods for breaching defenses and exploiting weaknesses in a computer system or network. So that is kind of everyone. So this is a hacker again. It's a hacker or someone who fights hackers because they explore the methods for breaching defenses. Because I can see here in the contents on this one, they've got cracker, white hat, black hat, gray hat. Which, why are they wearing hats? I mean, they're inside. They got a blue hat. I want to see what the hats are about. A white hat hacker breaks security for non-malicious reasons. Oh, it's like a white witch. You know, Wicca. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a good witch. It's like that, but hackers. So to test security. I've always thought the most fun job in the world would be to be given like drugs or something illegal and have to smuggle it past airport security to test their security. Like if you get caught, it's like, oh, it's okay. He's one of ours. That's fine. That would be fun because it's like no pressure for you. But I mean, there are limits to how that exact scenario because the first thing I thought was I'm not putting anything up my butt no I wouldn't do that I'm not testing that they can get another guy to test that I'm just the guy who tests if they'll find it in my suitcase there you go Because that's like the lower level of that is, you know, uh, mystery shoppers, which you can go out and do. They pay people 50 bucks for that. You just go and pretend to be a dick in a store and see how they react. I wouldn't mind doing that. Have you ever mystery shopped? I've never mystery shopped, but I know people who have. Is it fun? What do you do? Well, it depends on the... Because it's a company who hires people on behalf of the business. Like, so Bunnings might say, I need some mystery shoppers. And they all have their own different reasons for it. So some might just say, just go in and buy this and just see what the experience is. Others say you have to ask for help to find an item. Others say you have to like demand something like you know buy this then go back and demand a refund yeah whatever they want to test it is very plausible that somewhere out there there is one that's like we need you to smuggle drugs through coals and not get caught 50 bucks well what if they were getting me to shoplift and they had to try and catch me that's not mystery shopping that's mystery stealing yeah um, just to test different the security systems yeah different company I think that's that escape plan Sylvester Stallone movie but it's I wouldn't mind that I actually probably no not the prison but not the prison one because I don't think I would escape out of prison I'd be in there like one night going nah it's unbreakable let me out now yeah I'm done I'd just walk in there like one guy would look at me funny I'm like yeah I'm not doing this I'm not dealing with that if you could do one crime you get no benefit from it because it's just you testing the security systems what would you want to do because I know I would want to rob a bank but you don't you don't get to keep the money no 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 but I get to go in there and be like everyone get on the ground like that would be fun I think that would be fun just robbing a bank I'd want to steal a Lamborghini out of the showroom and just drive it out through the glass yes and just keep on going I don't care if it gets broken <coughs> I don't get to keep it be like a gone in 60 <laughs> seconds oh no the perfect thing to do is steal a tank 
Steal a tank would be fun. Joyriding a tank, that's about as cool as it gets. So you have to break into a military base and steal a tank. Oh, we're back to Area 51. I don't know if this is a good idea. Yeah. I'm going to get shot, so... Because that's not one where you can go, It's okay, I'm a mystery shopper! Because <laughs> <laughs> you're already shot. The yeah. military very rarely buys that excuse. In fairness, I probably wouldn't want to do something that had a high chance of me getting shot by someone jumpy. I mean, yeah. they might have been told that there was going to be a training exercise, so they were given, like, the beanbag gun. But yeah. I still don't want to get shot with beanbag guns yeah. now I think about it. Yeah, I don't want to go to prison to test the security because someone might, they might even just push me. I don't want to be pushed. <laughs> I mean, I like the idea of like the cops know I'm in on it. Like they're in on it too. So they're chasing my Lamborghini. But you know, they get to drift their cars. They're having a good time. So you'd be a white hat car thief. Yes. <laughs> and you'd be a white hat bank robber. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That's a hard just, to sell. I just go around and rob banks just to see how they react in a bank robbery. I want to know what's your bank robbery? robbery style are you nobody move nobody get hurt are you get down on the ground i will murder all of you or are you like hello ma'am i don't mean to be an inconvenience but i have a gun and i need your money i have a mix between both of them where i go (laughs) excuse me ma'am i I don't want to be an inconvenience but if you don't get the fuck on the ground i'm gonna blow your fucking brains out (laughs) thank you very thank you very much (laughs) no (laughs) <laughs> and just back and forth. <laughs> Thank you very much. Did I say you could move? <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you could just put all the 50s in that bag, that'd be nice. Look, I'm, I'm not going to hurt you. You will all bow to me. <laughs> and then when I'm talking to the managers afterwards, I'm like, you know what? Carol was so helpful. <laughs> She didn't escalate the situation, no matter how I tried. Like, I was ready to blow everyone's brains out right there, but no, she kept me calm. Yeah, like, seriously, when if she ever comes back to work after her post-traumatic stress disorder gets fixed, you should give her a raise. Yeah, at the very least, employee at the month. <laughs> Put her picture up on the wall, that's right, if she ever can return to the site. <laughs> Should I buy her new underwear because she soiled hers? I don't... Like, what's the etiquette on that? I'm not sure. What's the polite thing to do? Would a diaper be insulting? If you were working at a bank and you crapped yourself, you'd kind of think every day if you ever went back to that job, like, maybe I should wear adult diapers to work. Like, just in case. I like the idea of walking out of the bank and it's surrounded by police. They see it's me and they're like, ah, hey, Ben. (laughs) Like, everyone inside is, like, pissing themselves, screaming, children are crying. Everyone's, like, losing their mind. They think they're going to die and then as you walk out and the cops are there and you're like hey guys like, hey Ben <laughs> that is the most confusing day I remember your guns away it's just Ben again <laughs> hey guys great response time hey you took the back streets didn't you <laughs> can you guys give me a lift <laughs> yeah jump in the front seat actually I was just picking up a hot dog do you mind driving <laughs> I wonder if that would pay well I imagine it'd be hard to find someone willing to pay you to do it because <laughs> everyone would be willing to do it for free that's true I would do it just for the experience I'm I sure just I, love bank robbing <laughs> I just love robbing banks because it's kind of an old fashioned concept now it's very hard to rob banks because they don't really keep money in them anymore yeah it would all be electronic mm. you'd have to be a hacker so a white hat bank robber would probably just be a hacker still yes but then he'd have to give the money back well yeah like he'd take the money and be like oh yeah just so you guys know I, I totally took your money just show you that it can be taken might want to fix that well going on the run would be hard like I don't really want to go on the run getting a lot of money sounds good but if you had to go on the run where do you actually go well you have to go to one of those crappy countries yeah and you'd have to get to an airport pretty quickly and somehow get the money out of the country as well See, like, that's it, all sorts of problems any country that does 
doesn't assist Australia and bring criminals back tends to suck and you would have to learn a different language. Yeah, so that's why when, like, if I rob a bank, I just want to give the money back and be like, look, just pay me for the hours I put in. <laughs> I mean, that's all I'm really asking for here. Yeah. Well, then it's just assault. <laughs> what you did was um, armed assault. It's not burglary. It's not theft. I gave the money back. If you rock up to a bank with a gun, I assume you have a gun. I mean, I would for that. If I was robbing a bank, I would probably go get a gun. It's Yeah, you kind of need to. It's hard to be taken seriously <clears throat> when you got like a Stanley knife in a bank. They have that security screen. On the other side, the black hat. So that's the person who violates computer security for little reason beyond malice or for personal gain. So this is where you keep the money. Okay, so that's the bad ones. Which is just like what you think a hacker is. So oh. it's kind of like Jedi's. You've got the white side and the black side. Ah, Jedi and Sith. The black hat is the Sith. I get yeah, you. Yeah, there you go. Well, shouldn't it be a black hood? Because he had a hood. Darth Vader, it was like a helmet, but it was kind of a hat. Like, mm. you know, like the sun hats you had to wear in primary school. That's kind of like the hat he's got because it's got the back protector thing. Black has always had like this evil vibe to it because it's all dark and mysterious. Because and mm. the rules you- were made by white people. <laughs> Because <laughs> English was invented by white people who had no pigment, so naturally. I mean, there is, yeah, a little bit of a racist undertone that's like white is good and black is bad, but it also sort of comes with day and night as well. Yeah. It's which a- is more what I think the metaphor goes for. And I think, yeah, because they're not even black. They're, yeah, they're all different shades. Sorry, I took us on a completely unnecessary side note there. So, all right, black and white, that's pretty simple. That's black and white, if it, you it- will. So what do you reckon a grey hacker is then? Without I- looking... Oh, without looking? Okay. I'm going to say chaotic neutral. Yeah. Someone who does it but doesn't really care. I imagine the the kid who breaks into the Pentagon for fun. Or maybe they they just do both. Or, you know, like the the Russian thing, your computer's been locked, give us money or we won't unlock it. No, that's just black, isn't it? That's just... (laughs) But they do give it the computer back if you pay, right? Maybe they're people who just send penis pill ads to everyone. I imagine it's just someone who does whatever the hell they want. Like, sometimes they steal and sometimes they give it back. Like the Riddler. (laughs) Just committing fun crimes. Yeah, you know, like, sometimes I'll give it back to you because it's no fun if, like, I lose the chasing police really quickly. So, like, come back. No, no, I'm over here. You can keep chasing me. Okay, let's read it. Let's have a read. A grey hat hacker lies between a black hat and... Yeah, of course it lies between a black and a white. Sorry. A grey hat hacker may surf the internet and hack into a computer system for the sole purpose of notifying the administrator that their system has a security defect. Oh, so it's... Somebody who wants to be a white hat hacker. But then they may offer to correct the defect for a fee. So in other words, it's like a blackmail, essentially. They break into a system and go, your system can be broken into. Pay me money and I'll fix it. So maybe it is like those people who lock your computer. It is a little bit, isn't it? It's kind of menacing. Like, they broke into it. They didn't do anything wrong. They just got in there and said, hey, I can get in there. I think it's weird that it uses the term in here, a grey hat hacker may surf the internet. When was the last time you heard it be referred to a surf? Surf the internet. Yeah, surf the net. Yeah, it's been a long time. And they say they may surf. Why is the grey hat the one that surfs? They could have just done without that sentence entirely. They could have just gone, a grey hat hacker hacks into systems for the sole purpose. Like, yeah. it fits on good. Like, why do they have to throw in this whole, they surf the internet too. What, the others don't? Pretty much everyone surfs the mm. internet. Well, no, white and black hats, they just go straight to where they want. They don't yeah. look around for it. <laughs> Clearly, white and black are goal-orientated. Grey are just kind of, you know, I'll just mosey around. Maybe I might break into this. Oh no, this looks more attractive today. Okay, so after those three you've got an elite hacker, which that sounds cool and badass. I reckon that's Angelina Jolie in that hackers movie, Hugh Jackman in Swordfish, and DJ DJ Qualls in The Core. In The Core. And Neo in The Matrix, because he was... No, be Tank. Tank in The Matrix. Yes! 
That dude was at the computer who was like, Tank, give us weapons. Lots of weapons. That was cool. He was awesome. I always wish that he was like watching over me. So I could just be like, I want to learn this. And he's just like, I'm on it, man. I just like the idea of like, oh man, I forgot to bring my phone. Uh, Tank, mm. give me my phone. Oh, and I need some money. Lots of money. Lots of money. And then like walls of like money just come and you take like two steps to just get out of its way as it rushes forward. <laughs> oh, I nearly got crushed by money. Good way to die though. See, everyone benefits from having a tank. Okay, so what's an elite hacker? It's probably what we thought. Elite is used to describe the most skilled. So yeah, it's the best hackers. Yeah, it's all those movie people. These are the people who really know the flight simulator. Oh, elite groups such as Masters of Deception. Can we click on that? It looks like we can, but we can't. <gasps> deception. We were deceived. No, you can. Here you go, Masters okay. of Deception. Okay, well, yeah, he looks like he plays on computers, but Corrupt, John Lee, was a member of Mod. He looks a bit more cool. He looks like, oh, who was it? Was it Ving Rhames in Mission Impossible playing the hacker? I think, yeah, like two onwards, they had a oh, big black guy. I'm pretty sure it was Ving Rhames. Yeah, Ving Rhames. Oh, no, that's a different guy to what I was thinking. Yeah, I knew it was. I knew I wasn't going crazy. Yeah, and he was in the core. Was he? Was he a hacker in that? No, he was an inventor in that. Clearly, he's the smart guy. He kind of reminds me of him, but probably because he's just wearing that Kegel hat and you can't really see his face and the glasses. I see. Yep, yep. He's covering up. Because he's hidden. This other guy doesn't seem to know how hacking works, so he put his face, like, right up there. That's the ruse he's got there. You're like, look at this guy. He's put a picture of his face. That's not him. That's some other guy. He just stole his identity. <laughs> That's probably true. There's levels to this you'll never know. Oh, the net. The net. With Sandra Bullock, where she got identity theft by a hacker because there was like this weird thing in a video game that she clicked on and it had some sort of knowledge or something. So someone stole her whole idea. Do you remember that movie? I never saw that movie, but I know of its existence. Yeah, it's terrible. And it's early 90s when people went, there's a thing that if you use the internet, somehow, someday they might be able to steal your identity. And they went, let's make that movie. And then some chick, because she worked from home via the internet, no one at work knew what she looked like. How she got the job? I don't know. But some chick rocks up, says she's her, and starts doing her job at work. No one went, well, you normally work from home, so you don't even have a cubicle here. <laughs> yeah, there's probably a lot of flaws in that plot. But I'll point out my plot holes from 90s films elsewhere. <laughs> now, they said there's some sort of philosophy about sharing information with each other, but I don't think they share with other people or something. Oh, well, that's kind of hypocritical. And you have to prove yourself to get knowledge. Oh, it's like Scientology. You want to learn the truth? You know, it's levels. So you got to prove that your phaeton levels are good or whatever they call them. Mini-chlorines. Oh, I like all of these names that they include here. Like they got Wing and Nexon Freak. Spelt P-H. Billy, Billy underscore the underscore kid. Crazy Eddie. The Plague. Zod. All hail Zod. Seeker. Red Knight. Who is a member of the Cult of the Dead Cow. Which we'll have to check that out too. And Noogie. Spelt with uh, two zeros. And Lord Micro. And P-Boy. Spelt as in like uh, Greenpeace. A.K.A. MCI Sprinter. That is actually on my list of things to do. I want to have someone go, this is Garth, aka G-Rem, aka the G-Unit, aka Cashy Cowman, aka I want one of those intros. But I know you, whatever they pick for you, you'll hate the nickname. You'll be like, is that the nickname <laughs> you're going with? No, it has to be a, as long as it's a long list of like weird shit that no one's ever called me. You could be Garth the Rain Man Remington. I don't like that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew you would hate it. As soon as someone else does it, when you're doing it to yourself, 
yourself, you're fine. Yeah, why would you? Do, why would you pick Rain Man? I'm like, hey, because that has a good flow with your last name. Yeah, it, you could have gone with many different things, but you chose the one that's a guy who has a mental disability. <laughs> it and seemed I, apt. It seems purposeful that you picked one that did that. <laughs> How about Garth the Laugh Remington? Go fuck yourself, man. <laughs> yeah, I do know you actually hate that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which we've mentioned it before. I had when I was young an email address garthlaugh at hotmail don't send anything there it doesn't exist anymore I can't even get into it and then I got doing the circuit with promoter whose name shall not be mentioned for some reason even though I've always gone as Garth Remington as my stage name he decided to introduce me by my email ladies and gentlemen Garth laugh and everyone went who is this hokey <laughs> shitty like who calls himself that's like introducing Ben jokes a lot <laughs> Garth- I can go by Ben jokes a lot why do you always think it's a cool thing? <laughs> I've never had a nickname before. <laughs> it's just nice to be thought of, right? Yeah, it's like I do joke a lot. <laughs> that person knows me so well. Ben brings the laughs. Come on stage. You think that the audience is going to look at you like you were just a hack? Well, you see, mine was complimentary where it was like Ben brings the laughs. Yours was Garth laugh. So it's like, what, does he laugh? Is he going to laugh or are we supposed to laugh? His last name's laugh? What does that mean? And just why would you introduce someone like that? I hope in all my hopes that he just forgot my last name and just went off what he remembers from contacting me. Because if he thought in his head, you know what would be really good to bring this comedian on at this show I have promoted and need? to work and want people to come back to I'm gonna say something hokey about it like why would you do that at least he didn't read your whole email now welcome garflaugh at hotmail.com because then they can like email you heckles that they thought off later oh my god this is actually your email address what kind of new age millennial comedian has their stage name as their email address although now that I'm thinking about it that is actually a really genius idea what going by garflaugh no 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 maybe your stage name should be your twitter handle or something doesn't that make more sense it does. For promotion. And I mean, most people these days already are used to that. So would you change yours to, like, you'd perform it at the humidor? Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, the humidor. I, that does sound weird, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, when we do our improv show and we do the intro, they'll be like, ladies and gentlemen, the intro to this improv show will be by at humidor. That works. See? There we go. There you go. And because there's two of us, we don't look like dickheads. <laughs> Where is it? The Cult of the Dead Cow. Oh, they have like a cross with a cow skull on it. I'm in. Because I only really knew about <laughs> Anonymous. Which that's a count as a white hat thing, wouldn't it? No, because Anonymous are, I think they're grey hat. Oh, because they do stuff, but they don't go around stealing things, do they? What? No, they're more political activists. Are they the ones who write everywhere, we are everywhere and you can't stop us? Yeah. Yeah, out of everything we've talked about on this, supernatural things, gangsters, criminals, politicians, police, hackers are the ones that I'm actually scared off. Oh yeah. Like, they could bring us down. They are the ones who can do real damage to us and completely get away with it. I have nothing but the utmost respect for hackers. They are great people. <clears throat> They're clearly wiser, more intelligent than all of us. I was thinking of a practical joke that is so simple to pull off and would be amazingly effective. Is what you do is you just text to a random friend of yours. Hey, have you been hacked or something? Because I just got sent your porn history and your family included in on the email. Oh! That's... You imagine the panic that the person would get just through that simple text. That is so mean. <laughs> the fact oh. that you went straight to the porn. The porn. The porn. Oh man, that would horrify me. <laughs> if I got that text. 
context. I like what you just unwittingly admitted. <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter what you're looking at either. It's like someone saying, "Hey, I saw you on the toilet." Like everyone yeah. goes to the toilet, but you don't want anyone to see you do it. Because even if it was just not porn, they just said your internet history. <clears throat> Wait, what did I look at? Because even just the stupid questions I ask the internet, like, what's this word mean? I don't want people knowing how stupid I am. Because I don't believe in that adage of just because you've got nothing to hide doesn't mean that you don't want people looking through it. No, it's eerie when people are looking through your stuff, mm. even if you feel you've got nothing to hide. It's like, like when a cop car's behind you when you're driving, you're like, oh my God, I think I stole my own car. Because there are drawers in my house that have nothing of value in it, just garbage that's been thrown in there. If I walked out and I saw you rummaging through that drawer, I would kind of panic and be like, what the fuck are you looking through there for? What's your angle, pervert? <laughs> I've got nothing to hide in there, but I still don't want people prying through my stuff. It comes down to privacy and the fact that I should be allowed to have it because it starts at the drawer full of useless crap. Next thing you know, I'm looking for socks in your sock drawer. Next thing you know, I'm checking under your bed for like a fly swatter. And then I'm just on your computer printing out your internet history because you said nothing about the junk drawer. <laughs> you got to draw a line somewhere. Speaking of like simple, easy, practical jokes, I know I thought of another one that I've never pulled off, but I've thought would be funny is what you do is you just get a camera, like you can use your phone camera or something, go to your toilet, film your toilet from like up right in the corner. I know this. I have heard this one. And yes, that's- Yeah, you leave it running for a bit. And then when someone uses the toilet at your house, you, you play, play that video. On so the TV. It's good when there's a party. You make everyone laugh. And then when they walk back in, they see it, the toilet on the TV and think about what they just did in that toilet. And everyone saw it. I mean, no one saw it, but they think it that everyone saw it. Exactly. I've always wanted to try that on someone. I'm going to start like opening random drawers around your house. <laughs> like, so you'll just find something like just a jar. Why is this open? Well, I didn't do anything. What are you talking about? You're paranoid, man. <laughs> like I have no interest to look at any of your stuff, but just the idea that it might freak you out. <laughs> I think this mascot for the cult of the dead cow is kind of clever though. Because it's a cow. It is a cow. They've made out of punctuation. Yeah. Like old school emojis, like pre-actual an emoji when you had to make it out of like brackets and semicolons and stuff. Made it look like a cow. Yeah, it's bracket, 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 line, square bracket, XX, square bracket, slash, slash. Backslash, forward slash, bracket, apostrophe. comedy. No, they're commas. No, yeah, you're right. Apostrophes. Close brackets. Open brackets. You. Close brackets. It makes so much more sense if you can see it. Hey, if you're a computer listening to us, I know you just thought that was awesome. Because you're like, oh my God, bracket, bracket. Yeah, that, that looks great. Yeah, you have to space it out right though. Yeah, so this cult of the dead cow was rated the sassiest underground computer group by Sassy Magazine in Wait, 1991. How can you be sassy? We believe that L. Ron Hubbard is actually none other than Heinrich Himmler of the SS. What, what, what am I reading here? Wait, really? What the CDC declared declared war on the Church of Scientology in 1995 during the alt-religion Scientology controversy stating, we believe that L. Ron Hubbard is actually none other than Heinrich Himmler of the SS who fled to Argentina and is now responsible for the stealing of babies from hospitals and raising them as super soldiers for the purpose of overthrowing the US federal government in a bloody revolution. We fear plans for a fourth right 
like to be established on our home soil under the vice-like grip of oppression known as Scientology. That's pretty damn sassy. So it's Himmler? Because he's the guy who set up all the concentration camps. Yeah, he's, he's the bad one. Why do I say these things? <laughs> <laughs> he's the bad one as opposed to everyone else who but, was in that inner circle. Well, he's the bad one because he was the chicken farmer. Chicken farmers and genocide. There's a relationship that I won't go into right now. He I don't seem like the weaselly one to me. Probably the most unlikable. And if you're in that group and you seem like the most unlikable, you're probably the yeah. worst person in history. <laughs> like, at least Hitler got people to vote for him, sort of. He has the same mustache as Hitler. And I always pictured that after he met Hitler, that's what he started doing. Like, he's <laughs> like, I'm going to copy this guy. He, he almost seems like the Milhouse of the Third Reich. <gasps> You've called it. Ah, <laughs> oh, and the house always wins. <laughs> well, apparently he started Scientology. Just this image of him outside Auschwitz. <laughs> Everything's coming up, Himmler. <laughs> um, I'm guessing just from reading that, they don't believe that. No. They just put that out there because that's the kind of rumor I'd love to start. Yeah, because what happened to Himmler is very well documented because he was trying to bargain for his own life by selling Jews. And then when that wouldn't work, he killed himself. Was it Goebbels who went to Argentina? No, I'm trying to replace who they all are now. Goebbels killed himself, didn't he? I assume they all did. I mean, I know there was Goering. He survived and then went to jail. It was Hitler that they say went to Argentina. Like the rumor thing that... Yeah, well, they never actually found his body. Hitler, yeah, they did. Well, they think they did. They found several Hitler bodies, didn't they? Well, no, they found one. The problem was he was shot in the back of the head so you can't identify the face. Yeah, and then they burnt it. You sure you're not thinking of like the conclusion to Command and Conquer Red Alert? I don't know. I've been watching Netflix and they have so (laughs) many like documentaries and conspiracies and bullshit. (laughs) It all gets mixed together. I know. It's really hard for me to know what happened in World War II at the moment. (laughs) Hey, that's fine. That's fair enough. Because I have I've heard a lot about that Hitler going to Argentina and they're like, well, they never found a body. But then again, yeah, they were conspiracy nuts. So what do they know? Or was that just that movie, The Boys from Brazil? Or what was the movie where they're all little Hitlers? I don't know. I think it's called The Boys from Brazil. And I thought that's where the whole Argentina thing came from. But maybe it was a movie made because people said Hitler ran to Argentina. I mean, it is, I guess, a plausible idea that he would have an escape plan to Argentina. Once again, when we talk about if you were to rob a bank or something, you got to go to a country like Argentina, which if I had an option, no. I wouldn't go to Argentina. I don't. I think they speak Spanish. I don't know. And I don't care to find out. I don't want to learn another language. And I'm pretty sure that counts as the third world. But Heydrich Himmler, he definitely didn't escape. And he didn't start Scientology. That's what makes this so great. I mean, it would definitely get your attention. As soon as you combine Nazis and Scientology. This is the ultimate, you're worse than Hitler. Or this guy is Hitler. L. Ron Hubbard is Hitler, is what they're saying in a pretty really much. backwards way that's just so palatable. I love this. This is the kind of stupid rumor I would love to be famous for? Like, you started the Nazi Scientology thing? Oh, beautiful. And I do think that Hitler would like Tom Cruise. I don't think Tom Cruise would necessarily like Hitler. I mean, well, he was the Valkyrie. Yeah, but Hitler would probably like Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah, yeah. He probably wouldn't like that Valkyrie movie he did. Yeah, he's like, I've seen that movie. He's like, oh, it's just a movie. No, no, you look cool with an eye patch, bro. Like, Hitler understands fashion. Yeah, which wouldn't this debunk that where Tom Cruise literally did a movie where he was killing Hitler? Well, that's why he did the movie. Um, So you'd never suspect him. Yeah, because like Scientology went, oh my God, this cult of the dead cow, they're saying that L. Ron Hubbard is Heinrich Himmler. We need to cover this up. They can't find out the truth. Tom, do a movie where you kill Hitler. Okay, whatever. Now no one will believe that Hubbard's Himmler. See, they both start with an H. 
suspicious. Uh, and have you ever, to be fair, have you ever seen Elrond Hubbard and Heinrich Himmler in the same place at the same time? Well, no, I guess I haven't. That's right. I haven't seen either of those or Mr. T in the same place at the same time. You see where I'm going with this. <laughs> Yeah, when they have like the key people and their affiliations, they all have funny names like Ninja Strike Force. That's awesome. Are those other groups? Sunspot. Chuck E. Yeah, Java Man. Do you reckon that was, he named himself Java Man before JavaScript existed? And Probably he was talking not. about coffee? <laughs> and then like they invented JavaScript. He's like, oh my God, my name just got so much better. <laughs> Obscure images. Lord Digital. Tweety Fish. Crass Cat. White Knight. Lady Carolyn. Do you reckon that's actually a lady or that's a guy? <laughs> well, if there's one thing we've been taught since the internet started is all women are actually men on the internet. But when it comes to hacking, it would be the ultimate misdirection, wouldn't it? I mean, Angelina Jolie was a hacker, as we mentioned earlier. And I'm sure, I don't remember the freaking movie, but I'm sure that everyone thought online she was a dude. And when they find out- she's That not- is one of the bits, yeah. There we yeah. go, yep. Because I wonder how many of these are girls and how many are guys. Because I reckon girls can hack- and- NB name. Isn't it weird that this person's NBN in capitals and then AME at the bottom? Mm. Isn't that kind of weird? This predates the National Broadband Network. This is something back in the 90s. Why is NBN in there? I don't know. Maybe it stands for something else as well. I suppose that's possible. But what I'm getting at is I think the cult of the dead cow is responsible for our broadband network. Thank you, dead cow. That's how you become a grey hat. <laughs> I think we weren't done looking at the hats either because there was also... Uh, I want to go down to the blue, blue hat. hat. Okay, without looking, have you read it? No. Okay. I assume a blue hat is a police officer who hacks, possibly like yeah, sting, opera- sting operations. I think you might be right on that. That's my guess. You agree? Yeah, I agree. Oh, let's read it then. A blue hat hacker is someone outside computer security consulting firms who is used to bug test a system prior to its launch. All right, so no, we were completely off. Our idea was better. Okay, so you're given a program and you got to try and break it to see what they want. It sounds very much like a white hat one. But I think this is like you take out an ad, like you advertise it's your business and they go, all right, we're about to release some software. Hey, we'll hire you as a consultant. Try and break it. They're the Sylvester Stallone in mm. Escape Plan. That's, oh. that's their job. Because I've seen that before where people are given a game to play and it's just to do playthroughs to see if the game crashes when you try and do that's stuff. game testing, yeah. Yeah, that would be fun. I would do that. I always freak out about that because like how quickly they need to get it done and the amount of details like I think it would actually take all the fun out of the video game because you have to check everything that's your job you know when you play like a sandbox game where you've got like a huge map to cover and you're like I'm going to collect all the items and then you get like sort of like a quarter in and you go why am I collecting all the items I don't care I'm going to stop no you have to collect all the items and you have to do it in different orders because they have to take notes as they go like oh if you drop this gun does something weird but only if you've got this other one which means you have to do every combination possible what they gave you a simple task they give you like a open sandbox world so you're just running around in this city and they say here are the barriers of the city see if you can get out of them oh i do that anyways i always try and do that try and break the game somehow because if you can figure out that little yeah how to get out of like over a wall which i've done on a few different games Mm -hmm. and thought i was a god you were a blue hat hacker i guess well i wasn't paid to do it you're a black hat hacker then well no but i trying to get out of san andreas yeah (laughs) 
Yes. Um, What's a neophyte? Neophyte. It's like a new. Well, it, it's exactly a what. A newbie or a noob. I know what that means. Shout out to DJ Neophyte, rocking the core. Sorry. Neophyte is just it's exactly means the same in this as it does with everything else. Yeah, new people. I know what noob is. Anytime I played an online game, people yell it at me. I always thought it was like sort of like a, a bad boob. Yeah. Like you're like, you're no boobs, noob. Yeah. But no, it means that you're new to something. I was like, I didn't know he was on my team. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't realize that was the grenade button. <laughs> wow, did I kill all of us? It's actually impressive. <laughs> you know when you screw up so bad, it's like you can't even be mad because it's so epic? Hacktivists. Ah, now here we go. I love it when they combine words. So a hacktivist is a hacker who utilizes technology to publicize a social, ideological, religious, or political message. Which is pretty much what you imagine. Those guys who kept hacking into ISIS and filling all their computers with gay porn. That's awesome. Isn't that? That's the kind of stuff you hear and you go, that's really awesome. I like when it has a bit of a sense of humor to it. Because they would hate gay porn. Imagine you're in like the biggest Taliban ISIS meeting and you're all like, yeah, death to the end. And then you go back to your laptop to like, I'm going to send a message to tell them death to the infidels. And then you open it up, it's like full of gay porn. Like, how scared would you be that anyone else in that room sees it? Like, I'm going to die. These people are going to call me gay and they don't like gay people. They're going to stone me to death. I even heard with questioning terrorist people, they hired prostitutes to have sex with them because that would violate their religion. Even if they were raped, that finally turned it on them. I've heard that, because uh, you hear a lot of different things, when they're out of their country, these... Uh, uh, extremists. They only follow the laws when they're in their country. When they're over in Western world, they do all kinds of things. Yeah, and in, when in Rome. In fact, I've heard, and uh, yeah, I'll say it. A lot of when they captured enemies, the first thing they do to a male is rape him to demasculine him. So they're already doing these things. But I'll tell you a <laughs> cute story. Um, I heard a guy who was a guard in one of those black site prisons in Afghanistan or Iraq, where like the top of the Taliban get captured and taken to, you know, that disappear. And he said that they captured one of the top guys one of the lieutenants to Osama Bin Laden and he's like one of the top guys they captured him he was responsible for like a lot of the the wars and stuff to break him down because this was after they'd made a big deal that you can't waterboard anymore so what they did they had a female interrogator and she had a translator who was also female so they took the interrogation room they lined half of the walls with pictures of Iraq and Iran before 9-11 and the other half after 9-11 so after America bombed the crap out of his country and then they sat him in that room for about half an hour. They didn't ask him any questions or even acknowledge that he existed. They sat in front of him and the two girls talked amongst each other, eating hamburgers, drinking Coke and reading women's magazines and just talking about the articles in those magazines for about half an hour. <laughs> then they left, said, oh, he can go back to his cell. 10 minutes later, he was found crying and he told them everything they wanted to know. Wow. He's like, I thought you guys were going to waterboard me. That's what they trained me for. Yeah, I wasn't ready for whatever that was. Could you imagine if you were captured, you were just put into like a room with like war-torn Iraq and normal Iraq and <laughs> two women drinking Coke and reading magazines. I would be sitting there going, what the fuck is this? Am I being tortured? No, I think that would be torture to me for a different reason. I'm like, can I have a sip? Oh, I love hamburgers. Where's my hamburger? Can I have a Coke? Is this the torture? Is that the torture? I'm not allowed. Can you at least acknowledge me? Like, I can smell it. It's 
delicious. Can I have one of those magazines? I'm really bored. There's just these pictures to look at and I've already looked at them. Yeah, I've looked at all the pictures and I can only read the article titles on the cover of the magazine you've got there and they seem kind of interesting. It's what I've always thought of that Chinese water torture. You know where they get like the drips of water on, on your head? Because I figure like, say you'd never heard of that before and you didn't know how much <laughs> yes. that could drive you crazy. You're being dragged through the torture dungeons. There's the rack there. There's all these horrible implements. Spiky, beaty, hot disgusting metal things. Yes, and then they strap you to a chair and you're terrified. And then they lean you back under a pipe that's leaking. It's just ordinary water. And you're looking around going, seriously, is this it? I thought you guys were gonna And it's not even like drowning. It's like, just didn't turn it off properly. I mean, it is kind of getting annoying now, but- Like, are you gonna turn it on soon? Is the, because the anticipation's killing me. Is that the torture? Like knowing that sooner or later that this is gonna be turned. Actually, this is kind of really hurting. This is starting to really like dig into my, okay, what do you need to know? Make it stop. I really wouldn't take much torture to oh, yeah, convince no, me. Don't torture me. If you ever need to know something, just say, we will torture you and I'll tell you what you need to know. Yeah, as soon as they start getting out the implements, I'd be like, no, 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 no. This, this is everything you need to know. <laughs> the boats will be landing in this order. Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> And I'd be annoyed because I know they wouldn't tell me anything because they know I would crack under torture. So these people would be looking at me going like, we know you know stuff. I'm like, no, seriously, they don't trust me with anything. That is my biggest fear in this world. People assuming I know something that I don't know. And they're like, we're going to torture you until you tell us. Believe me, if I knew, I would tell you. I really don't want to be tortured. Oh my God, yeah. If you were captured in a foreign country and they're like, we know that you're a spy, confess and tell us everything you know. And like, no, I'm not a spy. I'm like, just an idiot. I'd even be like, well, I'll tell you everything I know. Like, well, what are the, this? You must know this because you're a spy. And I'd probably be like, well, I'll just lie to get out of this. We know you're lying. You're a spy. And now that's a lie. And we've proved that you're a spy. Like, I feel like no matter what I did, it would just make it worse. There's no way I'm getting out of there without electrodes touching my testicles is my point. Yeah. As soon as they get out the car battery, that's, <laughs> that's the end of it. I'm a spy. I'm whatever they want me to be. Just don't hurt me anymore. You want to know the launch codes? Couldn't you just do the whole like sexual abuse thing to me? I was I was kind of expecting that. You know, the Muslim guy just got like two girls talking and drinking coke. Can I have that? <laughs> yeah, can I have that? I mean, I really like hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> They got organized criminal gangs, which are just gangs that do it for profit. So that's just yeah, cyber gangs. Like in the Batman movie with Bane, when he goes into the stock exchange and he uploads the stock exchange to a hard drive or something. Because yeah. that's how the stock exchange works. That's how you get money. You just have to plug in a hard drive and then it gives you money. Mm. So that was an example of an organized criminal gang. I am <laughs> taking down the stock market. You have fallen into my plan. <laughs> he has the stupidest voice. So what did you think at this page? Oh. The hacker page. It was insightful. I knew none of this stuff. I didn't know so much about hats. Yeah, I didn't know about the hats or all the words for them. I didn't know that there were these... I know that there's a thing called hackers. And I know that there would be groups of hackers, but I didn't know they were named. I didn't know the things they'd done. I actually really enjoyed this for, like, the learning purposes. Like, gosh, I'd have to rate this a neophyte out of a possible grey hat. It could have been anything. It could have been good and bad and everything that is encompassed in the grey, but made me feel like I'm a noob. <laughs> made me feel like I knew nothing. But also, like, when you're a noob, everything things new and exciting. How exciting. I love this page. What did you think, Ben? Well, I like this page and like you, I did learn stuff, which is very rare in this show. Yeah, I know, right? And yeah, I am also absolutely terrified of hackers and don't want to criticize them in any way. So I'm just going to give this a perfect score. Whatever that is, 10 out of 10, 100 out of 100, 52 out of 52. Perfect. Do you want to pick a specific one or do you just want to say it's a perfect score?
score. Just say it's a perfect score. I like that. Nice. <laughs> the hackers are awesome. Please don't hurt us. Yeah, you guys are clearly on a higher level than all of us. You're like, you're not just super, you're like supra. That's like a whole nother level above super. You're really cool. But no, I, I did really like this page. It was very interesting. It's a totally different world that much as we think we've heard about and know about it, we don't know jack about this. No, I still think it's done by flight simulators. <laughs> hey, Wolfenstein's my thought. <laughs> All right, other than that, we just got our plugin to do. Hit us up on Facebook if you have any comments or questions or just anything else. Um, it's nice to always hear back from our fans. Also, comment and rate the show. Yeah, five stars, please. And check us out on YouTube. We are going to put some stuff out on there soon. Stop laughing, girl. <laughs> It's funny because it's more true now than it's ever been, but it's been so long. It's, those words are meaningless. It's like, you know, remember to subscribe. Oh, and we'll be releasing some videos soon. <laughs> but no, we have got some stuff coming out. Also, check us out on Instagram, Twitter. Those are the ones. And you can find it all at humidor.com.au. Just check the show notes. Yeah, just check the show notes. Yeah, and actually read those because they're really funny. There's some terms, like I know there were terms in here that are complicated that I just put in the show notes. You listed them all? Yeah, and also corrections. Yeah, because there's going to be a, a, a few. few. I don't even know them yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'll hear a few when I go through this. Other than that, I've been Ben Graw. I've been Garth Remington. And we'll catch you on the next Wiki Review. Find Humidor on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and at humidor.com.au. Theme is I Live for the Bass Drum by DJ Searle. All other music by Matt Graw.